I even took I, I even took like twenty. Why are you wearing sweatpants? I even took like twenty of the snorts out. There was a guy. It looks like you are. Me? I'm wearing chinos. We had a really oh. intense. We had a really intense t-ball game tonight. Um, there was a, and it was only intense because I couldn't take my eyes off of one of the other uh, parents in the crowd had a sweatshirt and jeans on in in the low nineties. Guy should be sent to jail. He was not sweating. At should all. be sent straight to jail. I was so jealous. Sweatshirt and jeans in nineties jail. Yeah, hundred percent jail. Park. That's Parks and Rec. Fred Fred Armisen. Right? Excuse me, can we get the police over here? We got a situation. Straight to jail. Sociopath. That's like wearing socks to bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like me. One time I didn't get going off my mark uh, fast enough though, and the guy handed the baton to me, but it's track spikes right in my Achilles, bleeding everywhere as I crossed the line. Yikes! Bet, Tom's bet. over in the corner going, yeah. "That's going to be a beautiful scam." <laughs> that's what I was, that's Tom's what, just rubbing his hands together like a little raccoon. Like, I, I can't wait for that scam. I'm was, so glad that that's my friend, so I can ask say that. the scam. I was literally about to say that. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 69 of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. I am your host, Adam Petter. Almost don't even feel like a host anymore. I'm a co-host with two guys that I consider good men. We make beautiful music together. We do. <laughs> we we all do. do. We make beautiful harmony, man. I tell you what. Have I been elevated? I've been el- we've been elevated. We've been elevated. You've been elevated. Host, ho- co-host. I feel like. I promise you there's a Casey's gift card coming your way soon. God, I'm so I feel excited. like <laughs> if this was a 90s sitcom, like we're making enough appearances that we're kind of in the cast, but we haven't gotten our own little little five second clip in the intro theme song yet. But like people consider us part of the cast. Yep. I need to get shirts and hats made for us three and Steve and Brett. And we'll walk around and promote the pod in our town of 1800. It'll be good. (laughs) All right. Well, we're back after a long weekend. It's getting steamy. Cornstarch season is officially upon us, as I like to call it. Uh, (laughs) I don't get farm terms sometimes. (laughs) Gold bond, maybe the other. Ah, okay. I'm a big big cornstarch ride or die since like third grade. I thought that was a food item. You cook with it. You can make gravy with it. Remind me never to eat the gravy at Adam's house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that cornstarch has been. You don't want to know the base of that. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, let's see. Me and Burke, we had a good time hosting a home run derby for some little leaguers last we night. We had a great time. How we was did. That? We did have it a great awesome. time. It was awesome. We had more kids than we've ever had. Uh, Pet and I put up a, a target in center field behind the fence made out of PVC pipe and a tarp. And, um, uh, 
every kid. Tell them how we tied it up. We jimmy rigged it with some rakes and sticks and and str- and like shoelace type stuff. Yeah, we tied it to the fence. Total MacGyver job, but, but it held. Every and kid Bert's who, daughter, first she, one, first one to hit it. I think did. only two people hit it. And yeah, she was the first she one. Hit it. Kennedy did. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So every kid that participated got their name entered into a drawing. We had three gift cards from three different sporting goods stores, and then we did some skills competitions at the beginning. And if you won your age group for the base running, you got an extra entry in the drawing. If you won your age group for the throwing competition, you got an extra entry in the drawing. And then if you won your age division in the home run derby, you got an extra entry. And if you hit the target in center field, you got an extra entry. And Ped was on the mic and we had music and it was just concession stand was open. It was a super fun night. It was awesome. Were there a lot of parents there? Too? Yes. So that's yep. awesome. Great turnout. Yeah. Just beautiful night too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Tommy, you were in Grinnell. Grinnell, yeah. So doing baseball with Little League, it's just a baseball-packed weekend. That's right. It's fun. Braves have won 11 in a row. I was watching. Are you serious? The Braves have shaved like five to six games off the Mets lead. The defending champs are back, baby. They're coming for you, It's all about how you finish, man. It's all about how you finish. Making a tear. That's right. 11 in a row. That's a a streak, Adam. I mean, that's a (laughs) big-time streak. Twins are... Twins They're are still, hanging in you're there. You're in first place. They're in first. They're hanging yeah. around. I don't envy the two of you this week at all, standing out there in the blistering sun coaching baseball. i got to be honest with you. I don't envy you one bit. I envy you that you're going to be coaching baseball, but not in that blistering hot sun. It's not so bad. We play at night, so yeah. it gets a little cooler. We have a mini fridge in our dugout, so we keep the drinks cold. We'll keep the kids hydrated. This is the first week we have two six o'clock games, so it's going to be kind of. You get in a tournament hey. tournament time for rec league, aren't you? It's getting close. Uh, yeah, these are our last two games, I think, and then the tournament starts next Monday. So big time. Yep. Any of you listeners out there looking for a good home for your kid for some baseball? Alta, Iowa, we'll take them. Come to Alta or Aurelia. Either one will work. Yep. yep. All right, I got some questions here. Um, yeah, you kind of buried the lead. Um, in our text thread about, hey, guys, I got a great idea about something we can do on the pod. And we're like, okay, what is it? Not going to tell you until I ask the yeah. question. What gives? Yeah. Man. Secret Susie over there. <laughs> now I don't remember what it was. but oh, I have, I You have, didn't write what? it down? I have things. I think I wrote it down. But I have four things. That, w- we're not going to go over all four of these. You've been waiting for five days. you got to lock it up, Adam. <laughs> Shoot. I don't remember what it was now. Uh, I'm going to start. I got. I, first of all, I got to start with this question. I don't think this was it, but can you guys tell me what's going on with guys thinking it's cool to wear dress shoes without socks now? It disgusts me. They wear socks. They're they're nude socks, though. I hope so because there's nothing grosser than a sweaty foot inside a leather dress shoe. That looks bothering me. I don't like. I don't like the ankle look and then no shoes or no socks. Well, and the, they the dress pants are like they only come down to the ankles too. Yeah. It's kind of a weird look. I like wearing sneakers with no socks. I'm a big sneakers, no socks guy. Dress shoes with no socks just sounds like blisters. Yeah. That's what that sounds like yeah, to me. Sounds like skating rink, feet destroyed. It's a lot of blisters. A lot of guys are showing the ankles these days with the. the um, See, I could never get away with no socks because I've, I don't know, I sweat a lot and that just would be no, no, I'd ruin my shoes in about a week. Yep. Well. For all you out there, please please tell me you're wearing socks. Um, I, I uh, don't like it. <laughs> I, th- I so I just sent you guys a picture. I think this might have been what I found. Okay, 
and I need your answer. For uh, for those of you out here, listen, I'm going to describe this picture to you. It says you can only keep two, and it's 90s boy band edition. Oh, I'm keeping together. In sync, together, together. Hanson, LFO. This could not be easier. New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys, Savage Garden, 98 Degrees, and Craig from O-Town. I'm keeping... <laughs> Craig from I'm Utah. keeping together because it's one of the funniest movies. Uh, uh, is that a real me. band? No, they were the 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 MTV made a movie called Together about boy bands, and they made it at the height of boy bands. And it makes fun of boy bands, and it's extremely funny. And we should watch it together because it's on YouTube. We should watch it together. And my second one, I'm keeping a Savage Garden at the base of your spine, just like a chicka cherry cola. Man, I'll be and your remember, dream, I'll be your wish. remember truly I'll be madly a deeply. Fantasy. Yeah, truly Savage Savage Garden, We was never good. brought that up on the on the old dances one. Truly, oh, that was a big one. Yeah, I wanna stand with you on a mountain. Man, I could almost propose with that song a couple times. I was feeling it so good. <laughs> Man, I just I'm I think I'm just a straight up traditionalist. I'm gonna go in sync. Don't slip on 98 degrees. They're pretty dang good. What? No, I'm snoozing on 98 degrees. I, I think mean, I think NSYNC and LFO would be mine. I don't think you... I don't know. I think this is inc- this is very bread and butter, but I you just... Looking at those bands, you can't say anything other than NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, Backstreet Boys is... I mean, if you're going by sheer number of legitimate hits, those are the big two. Yeah. If you're from a different generation, New Kids on the Block is you're going to be partial to, but the catalog is kind of thin. Right? Have you seen the, the back but on tour? I'm not surprised. County fairs need X too. T- <laughs> TikTok <laughs> is full of videos of like 50 year old women freaking out about Donnie Wahlberg right now. Well, New Kids on the Block they're on tour, but without Mark. Right? Mark Wahlberg was never in it. It, it was, was his just brother Donnie. Donnie. He's oh. there. Mark. Mark was Mark. He was Marky Mark in the Funky, Funky Bunch. Bunch. <laughs> Yeah, one of the best Sorry. interviews of all time happened on TRL. Carson Daly was interviewing uh, Eminem and Mark Wahlberg. They were both on the show, and Eminem kept just saying just such just jabs at Mark Wahlberg, making fun of him and the Funky Bunch, and acting like he was just a nobody weirdo from a boy band. And Mark Wahlberg is standing there looking so pissed at Eminem, and it's hilarious because Eminem's just like begging him to punch him in the face live on TRL. Carson Daly. 3.30 every every weekday after school. MTV, check it out. <laughs> I My brothers and I liked New Kids on the Block. We had two giant New Kids on the Block puzzles that we would do. Yeah. I think it's funny that LFO's in there and they sing a song where New Kids on the Block is in the lyrics. Yeah. New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food. Makes me sick. Mm. I thought we said we weren't going to sing so much. That's not I'm that's not singing so much. You can't put boy brands bands in front of me and not. Nobody expect puts me baby to in a corner. <laughs> All right. So should we put those Philly steak Sammies in or no? I don't know how long they're going to take. <laughs> is the oven still on? Is it still on? I turned it off. How long is it going to take? Just turn it on and then I'll put it in about fifteen minutes. Yeah. All right. I made some Philly steaks tonight and I wanted to share the delicious creation with. They I'm going to use a word wonderful. that's never been used to describe how it's going to be. It's going to be electric. <laughs> what a wordsmith he is! He is. He, he's. There's never he's, a shortage. He's feeling nice and girthy, like they got a lot of. There's a lot of meat a in lot there. Of matter to them. Yep. Like there's really, peppers and onions, and and it's literally the cheese I use on them is just the super processed 
super processed uh, sliced cheese like hey, we've talked about before. We went to the moon on that cheese. We, yes. We're fine. Yeah. USA. USA. The healthy kind. The stuff from growing up. Yep. Speaking of growing up, I, I just thought of this earlier today. I've really been wanting to go for a good swing. <laughs> what? I want. I drove when I was driving, when I was walking to the baseball field the other night. I saw the swing set, and then it must have stuck in my head because this morning I just like woke up feeling like I wanted to go for a swing. Ped, you, it's funny I, you I say don't that. know when I last swung, and it was it's so fun. It's fun that it's it's funny you say that because at Grinnell, the very nice complex at Aaron Park or whatever it's called, and um, there's a right by the baseball field, really nice you know jungle gym thing, and then a giant swing set. Like sounds super, amazing. Super reinforced, like super long swings. There was a kid that we were sitting waiting for games. I would just did he go over the top? I thought he might, but like, I was waiting for all him. the way, <laughs> all the, the way around. That, that used to be the thing you Is tried that possible? to do. No. I don't think it's possible. He's falling, smack well, your head. Technically, it's possible, right? It's probably it's, technically, but just possible. like physically. So how was his dismount? No one can pump that centripetal hard. force. Yeah, yeah. How was his dismount? Um. He did not dismount, thankfully, because that swing was so long and he was going so high when he, he was almost uh, parallel to the ground both ways. And I think from my distance, it looked like he was at least 10 feet in the air. Dang. What a rebel. Wild. I don't. I honestly can't remember the last time I went for a swing, man. It's just so much fun. And I, man, remember the game where everyone was swinging and someone would have to run run between them and try not to get hit and. The friend that wasn't quite as athletic didn't time it right, and bam, yep. knee to the forehead. Yep. I was playing touch football at that time. I don't know what you were doing, but <laughs> I was swinging, baby. Just a swinging. I feel like a horse's patoot because I patoot. didn't give them their keys back, like I said. Well, if it makes you feel better, I don't. you don't really look like one. So, What yeah. else you got there on that run down there, Chief? Well, I consider us some, some class act fellows with some special talents. I don't know about you guys, but I've got some embarrassing, nerdy things about me that I love. Tom, I'm sure you do. I've known you for a long time. You're kind of a nerd. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Man. And I, I think, you know, part of podcasting is being vulnerable. It is. You got to let it out. You got to have a good cry, maybe, if you need to. And you got to let people know your flaws and your embarrassing, nerdy facts. So I think the meat of this episode, we we just air it. We have like a... Uh, the airing of grievances. Airing of grievances. Uh, Festivus. Yeah, we Festivus. have like a Festivus here where we just air all of our embarrassingly nerdy facts about us. I like it. Let's yeah. do it. You you have told us that you got a good one. You want to start it's with it or save it? It's probably not something you would expect. You want to save it or start no, with I'll, it? I'll break it open. When I was in middle school, I had a subscription to Pool and Billiard Monthly, and <laughs> I was obsessed with billiards, specifically women's professional billiards. And I watched a lot of it on ESPN2. The Black Widow. Jeanette Lee. Dude, yes. she was good. And Gerda Hofstetter and <laughs> Allison Fisher. Gerda was from Germany and Allison was from the UK. How could anyone forget Gerda? <laughs> Gerda Hofstetter. Um, and I would watch. Forget? We had a pool table in my basement. And I would watch all these. What's funny is I don't remember a single male billiards player. Even though I did watch Same. some of the male ones. Um, but... I would watch these nine ball competitions and then I would go downstairs and just practice billiards all the time. And I'd read pool and billiard monthly and like read the articles and 
they had articles about the players, but then they'd also have these really cool how-to articles with diagrams and like how to use the dots. You know how the, on there's dots on the table, uh-huh. like on the on the edge. Yeah, like how to use those for your angles and stuff. And, yeah, geometry and angles. And I would sit there and like practice putting English on the balls and like. Huh. I really tried to get my parents to put me in a tournament in Des Moines in middle school. For real? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it, but I really wanted to. So, um, are you kind of a pool savant? I am. Uh, yeah, well, I'm good at billiards. Uh, when I was in college, we um, our baseball team went to Florida on spring break, and we had an off day while we were down there. And our coach was like, "Yeah, I'm winding something up for us to do," and he took us to like a pool hall where they had all these pool tables, and then he. Uh, he was like, we're going to do like a tournament amongst the team. And I was sitting in the corner like that. Nobody knows I'm good at pool. And I just wrecked everybody. And then I told him afterward, after I beat everybody, the tournament, I go, guys, I used to have a subscription to pool and billiard monthly. That's how into this I was. (laughs) You can just picture Burke. Guys, you have no idea how much women's billiards I've watched. I am like... (laughs) The male version like you of guys Gerda Hofstetter. You guys, don't under, you guys don't understand Gerda like I do. Yeah. I wonder what Gerda's up to now. Probably Man. still taking names on the billiard circuit. Do you make good money in that sport? Yeah, I think you get real rich. You probably make all your money at side hustling, like like beating down biker guys at the local saloon or something, hustling on game of pool. Here's the other thing. I'm I'm sneaky good at all of those types of games. Like, I'm not saying I can just walk into a tournament and win, but, like, I'm competent at billiards. I'm competent at ping pong. I'm competent at darts. Like, I'm I'm probably above average at all of those things. Yeah. And it's, like, my secret little nerdy talent. But the billiards one is – and I still like watching billiards. Like, I don't watch right it on. a lot now, but, like, I've been known to go on YouTube and, and look up some, some nine ball and watch it and <laughs> get into it. Oh, that's awesome. Tom had a pool table in his basement. We did. Remember, we'd play every now and then. Play a lot of pool at the lighthouse back in the day when we were in like junior high youth group at church. I, play, I got pretty good at ping pong. Uh, darts, I like to play. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm great at it. One sport I've always despised. How, how, do, you throw, never, how do you throw darts? I don't know. I'm just, what's, your, what's your technique? Just how do you it? stand? I think right foot forward and I just throw it. I say with my right foot at 90 degree. That's how my Uncle Bill taught me to do it. Huh. Gerda Hofstetter mm-hmm. is married to Dan. Tom, I, I must say, I love that you're a resident fact checker. I was wondering what you were doing on your phone yeah. over there. You're checking up on Gerda. Gerda. She's, she's got two kids, Sophie and Madison. She's got a Bachelor of Science from New York University. You bet. And she's also a pilot. Wow. Isn't that wild? I kind of had a crush on Jeanette Lee and Gerda and Allison Fisher. I kind of did. I'm not going to I can't lie. blame you for Jeanette Lee. She was a fox. Guess what a person like Gerda, guess what her nickname would be? Ooh. Gerda. The German. She's Swedish. Gerda Hofstetter's Swedish? Yes. Wow. I thought she wild? was German. The big yeah. cheese. I was thinking German, too. The what big, is it? The big cheese. Uh, she's Austrian, actually. Sorry. Okay. She, so, she lives in Sweden. So. Okay. Austria is like basically the cousin of Germany. Cousins, so, okay. Yeah. Yep. Gerda. What's her nickname? G-Force. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's like a Top Gun nickname. Allison Fisher, I'm like 99.9% sure is British. That's she awesome. was. Allison Fisher was not as demonstrative as a player. She was a little more 
reserved and just she just carve you up. Jeanette Lee always wore black. She was the black widow. She had more of a persona. But yeah, Allison Fisher was just sort of polite British lady that would just destroy you on the on the on the felt. <laughs> Dude, billiards is cool. It's a cool thing, right? If you gave if you gave me a thousand dollars and some and someone said, "There's a chance you guys are going to be talking about women's pool players from the '90s," would a little never guess. I mean, I mean, Gerda. I'm just so glad to hear of her again. It's been a while, you know. I would have never guessed. I'm going to reveal something else nerdy about me. I love it. I got I, like four things written down. I recently renewed my subscription. To no way. <laughs> yeah, it's You're digital now. It's free. It? It's free. It's digital. It's free. Maybe I want to catch an article or two. Get some, catch up on some back issues. Tom, I don't know about you. I can't wait till like 13 months from now. We're all doing our own thing throughout the day. We get a text notification. It's from Burke. There's a write-up about old past pool legends, and it's yes. a write-up about Gerda. And Burke's reading the article and sends it to us. Oh, good lead. Uh, yeah, so that's my embarrassing thing. I was super into billiards for a little while. I got a. I do wish I would have played in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to go for it. It's never too late. Yeah. No, because now I'd be playing against adults. I think for a middle schooler, I think I was a little bit ahead of the curve, just because the sheer number of kids playing pool at that age is small. Now, if you enter an adult tournament, they're, they're going good. against the sharks. Yes. Yeah, they tear me down. My brother had one of those cues that screwed apart in the middle, and he kept it in a case. My family must have been weirdly into pool. <laughs> yeah. My brother also worked for Katie Billiard and Dart Supply in Ames I think for he a took while. the sport really seriously, sounds like. I just remember my brother did not like it if we played pool with his cue, because it was expensive, so I would do it when he wasn't home. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really nice. It was graphite. Did you just touch my drum set? Yeah. Yeah. I literally <laughs> thought the same thing. So yeah, <sighs> I would use his graphite two-piece cue stick when he wasn't home. Man, that's awesome. That's like Wonder Boy of pool. Yep. What, what Excalibur. Got, I was Tom, I was going to ask you before I say my first one. Do you remember Paige's bookstore? In Storm Lake back in the day? No. On the south south end of Lake Avenue? Man, I would my mom and sister and I always went in there, usually after an afternoon of watching figure skating. And uh <laughs> and uh I always loved to look at the skateboarding magazines. Back when I was little, I thought I was gonna be a skateboarder for some reason. I mean I was, you know, two hundred pounds sixth grader, but I thought I was gonna be a skateboarder. Well Brink was pretty in it was pretty in- impactful to our life. Yeah, it, that's inline skating. Though. Yeah, but I think it, I think it oh, got like the skating. extreme sports maybe going in our brains. There was an extreme sports craze in the late nineties with like the X Games coming on strong. Yes. The first Tony Hawk game. Who was your favorite skateboarder? Probably Tony Hawk. He's like the only one I knew. For some reason, I just like to look at the skateboarding magazine. It was weird. Did Sean White skateboard? Uh, he does, but Sean White Ryan, was younger and didn't come on till Ryan later. Sheckler. Ryan Sheckler. Remember him? Ryan, Life, Life of Ryan. Ryan. And then, uh, like, is it Rune Gilfborg? He was the Danish one. Chad Muska. Bucky, I think it's Bucky Lasek or Bucky Lasek. Are you making uh, up names? No, I remember, I remember Lasek. No. Yeah, Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like, for BMX, it was always Matt Hoffman. The Condor. Um, did you guys ever get into the Tech Deck finger skateboards? Because that was big at my school for a little while. I like, did not. My kids watch videos on YouTube of people playing with those with their fingers it's pretending. incredible what they can do yeah we made the first ones in our class out of snapping apart plastic ruler sections and then duct taping um chunks of pencil across like two two trucks you guys are innovative and the and then like once we got good with those 
I remember there was a book order one time that had finger skateboards, and we all went psycho about it. We're so happy to not have homemade ones anymore. Boy, the teachers were super annoyed with us. Just clickety-clack-clack, like always trying to get your tech deck out and do it in the back of the room. And Man. All right. Uh, my first one here. So I did cut you off at one point, though. You were about ready to talk about some other sport. I don't think so. Yeah, I was talking about darts. And then you said, oh, yeah, I, what, what was I, what did, the what one thing I, I just despise, never really got into, didn't enjoy playing, and it might have been because I was really bad at it, was foosball. Oh, uh, I'm also decent foosball. <laughs> we had a foosball table in my basement. Bro, I have always hated foosball. Really? Just wasn't good at it. You get frustrated at foosball. Yeah, Are you one of those guys that spins it? Eventually, I would when I got mad. See, my parents used to play foosball at the bar I just in the didn't 70s. Have the wrist action. So when we got a foosball table, my mom would play with us, and she would be like, adamant that you can't spin it like you can't just like you have to use your wrist and flick it because that's how they played at the bar in the 70s so i guess my family had a lot of those basement games yeah we had a dartboard foosball billiards you guys Um, had your own little like arcade hangout air hockey is frustrating i don't like air hockey because the person always just ends up hanging out right in front of the goal the entire time it's super frustrating yeah i'm with you yeah man i always wanted an air hockey table but you know what? Can't always get what you want. We we had a little air hockey table. It was fun. We got a we bought a foosball table for the basement, and I remember that. Yeah, and Elijah played the heck out of it for like a week, and then it sat for a year. All right, my first uh, embarrassing fact is, and man, I'm such a weirdo. So when I when I hear someone like say a sentence, and it, it'll like this certain sense will get stuck in my head, or if I'm like at church. I see like the name of the song on the screen or just anytime I'm reading something, I'll instantly like get this stuck in my head and I'll start have to break down the sentence into like, I'll start dividing the words into like fours I do or the same threes thing. and I have to try to go through it and get an even, like make it I work try, out. I try to see if, if it's an even numbered word. I was doing this yeah. during the national anthem Friday night at our game. I was reading the scoreboard. So you just said national. So it's, I just broke it down into threes, N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L. But sometimes it doesn't work out, so either the I counts as two, I'll count the dot as a letter. Or You'll count the a, period as a letter? Or if I if it's... Oh, the dot above the if I. It, if it's like a 17 and I need it to be a 16, then the I becomes just a one, a one letter, not two. But if it's a 17 or an 18, if I want to go up, then the I becomes two letters. I count the dot and the I. See, I'm always counting the letters, too, and seeing if it makes... If there's an exact halfway point. I'll get this like stuck in my head for hours. If it's a nine-letter word, I'll go four, one, four. That's how I'll see it. Tom, do you do anything like this? No. Dude, it's like... <laughs> no. I'll, I'll realize, I'm just marveling at this right I now. will realize that I have missed like 10 straight minutes of a sermon at church because I'll be stuck staring at the board and what's up there trying to like make it work out. I did it a lot in college it's during horrible. chapel when they put the words up to the worship songs. I would always just be like counting letters and... I still do it. Oh, I still I did it. I literally did it Friday night. I've been doing it for 20 anthem. years, probably 20, 20, 25 years. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're like Rain Man, but without the useful skills. <laughs> yeah. Like counting cards. Yeah. <laughs> I do this and I, I, I will like think, man, I'm so like, I bet these, I bet no one else around me does this. I'm so weird, but apparently there's one sitting right here in this room. That's right. I don't know what it is. You're not alone. Like buddy. I look at that book right now and I see the, I see the title on it. I instantly got to start breaking it down. And you see guys if I were, can make it work. When you guys were a kid and you were riding in the car, did you try to blink right when the end of your car was by a certain fence post? 
Did you guys do that? I can't say I did, no. Uh-huh. Or I would try to blink right when I thought the front bumper was passing a light pole or a telephone pole. And that's how I would just... I'm going to get on a rant. These kids today in the car with their tablets and their screens... They're missing out. They they didn't do this stuff. They oh. just sit there and... Coco Melon! <laughs> Meanwhile, you and I are over there, like I said, oh, rain, yeah. rain manning it up in the back seat. Yep. <laughs> Out and fence posts and blinking at certain times. Mom, turn the song. I, I can only get 17 out of that. It's bothering me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wild. Lord. Tom, what's a, what's something, a nerdy fact about you, my guy? Um, it actually came up this weekend. I'm not sure how nerdy it is, but I think it's common, but I think I take it to another level. Um, I'm weirdly obsessed with... Uh, Crypto? <laughs> Yes, yes, super. No, what do you got? Um, I'm I'm really weirdly obsessed with scabs. Um, oh man, always have been ever since uh, I was a little kid. Do you mean the scabs that grow on your skin, or the people that come in and work during a strike? <laughs> I'm yes, both, both. The uh, it happened when I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. No, I, mean, I think I was in sixth grade. Coming home from a basketball camp, I had my basketball shoes hanging over the bar of my bike while I was going down a hill and they were clanking against my bike tire. This story does not have a happy ending. No. No, it sounds and I'm it, scared already. Yeah. It got one of the shoes got lodged in the spoke. Oh no, you went over the handlebars? As it came around, poop catches, immediate stop. I ghost over the handlebars right under the right side of my face. Ah. And it was just road. You looked like the Terminator when you stood up? Yes. <laughs> I looked like uh Harvey Dent, you know, yes. there in, at, in uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movie there. And, I mean, it was bad. And it was just my whole side of my face just ended up being an entire scab. And it, it was like solid four months of me just picking at it, you know, before it was finally all gone. And How old were you? I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade, okay. I think. Dang, I'm bro. say fifth grade. I don't and remember that. ever since then, I have just been obsessed with scabs to the point that, like, if I haven't had a scab in like half a year, because when you're an adult, you just don't get hurt that you much. You remember the last scab I had. Yeah, exactly. Like, but if I've gone six months without a scab, I, I naturally will start. And it's, this is really weird. Thinking of ways I can fall down and skin my knee. Like, but legitimately. Gonna, Tom's like, going to text us someday and say, I'm leaving the house in five minutes. Can one of you guys come over and trip me? Yeah. I need a scab. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I just fell down. Mm, yeah. I mean, I have the balance of a mountain goat, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you must because I fall. I fall all the time on the farm. And like my kids and wife get mad because if they ever have one, I'm just on them. Like don't look, pick it. Looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. It's not ready yet. You don't. <laughs> so you like? To, I don't even want to dive into this. It's yeah. so freaking weird. But I, I, but, but, you, I weird but I facts. will. I will. You, you and Joel. You and Joel are more it? alike every day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you you don't want to pick it where it will bleed again? No, I, you w- enjoy I the want sat- it to bleed again. Oh, I thought you enjoyed the satisfaction of like, mm, this one's done, and you could pick it off, and I'm it's just like pink that. underneath. But it, I'll get you'll get them though. Sometimes I just picked this one today, and I thought it was ready to go, and it just bled all over. The best that scabs, is so weird. The best scabs here is scab etiquette one hundred and one. If you try too early, <laughs> it's, it's just painful. Like 
and it's not satisfying because it's not ripe enough yet. Yep, not crusty. If you try too late, you're just going to get pink skin under there, and you don't get second scab, as I call yeah, it. Yeah, that's right here. You have to try. You uh, have to peel it skin. at the right time where there's still enough blood. Second scab. And let it pool and dry. Tom. Then you can pick it again. Tom, can I talk to you real quick, buddy? Yes. Just you and me over here. Yeah. I feel like, and this is going to sound really weird. Yep. You would be a because <laughs> of the scab picking. You would excel, Just but itching the skin. I'm trying to figure out like if we would have been friends in elementary school. No, the I scab was... picking kid. First off, after your bike accident, I had 100 percent given you the nickname Scarface. Uh, <laughs> my name, but was, also like my nickname was Crash for two years after that. <laughs> there's I love it. there's a kid in my class that's always picking scabs. Yeah, I hey, did. Hey, do, mom, I, hey mom, can Tom come over and spend the night? What that weird scab kid? <laughs> Guys, no. guys, do not let him in our pool game. He's got scab fingers. He'll get the sticks dirty. He's got scab fingers. <laughs> this is sort of the more intense version of though of what a lot of kids did, which was put the Elmer's glue on your hand till I it was, dries I and enjoy ch- pulling it oh, off. That was glorious. I was just gonna say I love scabs so much, and even I do this to this day. Like I'll, in the office, if like I'm just working. I'll put it on the back of my hand. Elmer's glue? Elmer's glue all over the back of my hand. Tom, you are a lawyer. Let it dry. Why do you have Elmer's glue in your office? Has anybody... This man is a professional. Has anybody in your office been like, where's that Elmer's glue? Get it in here, stat! I don't let people see. I'm like... (laughs) I like hold my hand down Oh, it's your secret shame. And then I get it... Then I... And then once it's on there, Tom, it's Tom, you're 940s here. Oh, I, I got to run to the bathroom quick. Can you give me five minutes? <laughs> and then Crap, I, just, I got to get this off my hand. I'll just sit there and intently try to peel the thing so none of it breaks. And then I'll admire it for a while. Like, look at that piece of skin, you know, basically. And then you just throw it away and start over again. <laughs> That's I thought, amazing. I thought maybe you had Elmer's glue at your office because you you are, you are specialize in dry macaroni law. <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. It's uh, a more intense area of the law than you'd think. <laughs> um, I think we all did the Elmer's glue on the hand till it dries and then the satisfaction of pulling it off. It's yeah. it's the less painful version of the the sunburn, peeling the sunburn off. Can I, Cause you don't have to go through the pain of getting yeah, the sunburn. Yeah. Right. Can I make an admission? I would I would do it. And then, but then I, I would, didn't have the patience, and so I just start rubbing really hard. And then it turned into all the little like squishy gray colored, yeah, glue particles. That's what I did. You didn't have patience to let it dry. No, it yeah. takes like fifteen seconds to dry. Well, it's Elmer's glue for Pete's peppers. <laughs> I had sentences to try to break down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're talking about, uh, did you have more on that? I think I've said enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> While we're, we've all sufficiently judged him yes. while we're talking on uh on like while we were younger i always prided myself on being like em- emotionally like available as a middle schooler and <laughs> I, I, what, i'm not what surprised that, that pet is like what is that like a dating site <laughs> emotionally av- I, i'm emotionally I, available. it was more like a, i was the i was the kid who wasn't afraid to be in touch with my emotions when we were like in junior high, so I remember one I'm time. I'm not surprised by this. One time we were sitting in a class, and some kids. I said something, and some kids were making fun of me. Tom's had enough. He took his headphones off, and he's checking the Philly cheesesteak <laughs> Sammies. It looks so good. On turn it. <laughs> okay. Turn it on one, turn it to one fifty. We need middle to. school emotionally available. Yeah. Go. So like, I remember I said something in class, and there was only like twelve of us in this class, and some of the guys who I was friends with, not, not as good as friends maybe now, and I, they started making fun of me, and I was I got mad. And I remember like yelled at them and I was, I like told them like, I'm a really emotional person. All right. You guys need to like knock that off. 
and all it did was just make it so much worse. You might as well have just announced, you guys will always get reactions out of me. Stop. Yeah. Because that's just going to make But I remember like more. putting my foot down and like saying, hey, I'm emotional. Don't. And I was like 12. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, my god! I was just a smart aleck growing up. So I always had a comeback for everybody and everything yeah. if I needed to. My goodness. Do you guys got more? I'm trying to think. I went through a period when I was a kid where I was really obsessed with a nighttime hygiene routine where I would shower. I hadn't hit puberty yet, but I would shower, brush my teeth, comb my hair, put on deodorant and cologne before bed to go to bed. (laughs) What? I slept like a baby, though. I just was so clean. Your sheets smelled good. I was so... By the way, and for our Christmas stockings, our parents would give us little tiny bottles of cologne. I love it. And my dad was a big cologne guy. Like I remember watching my parents get ready and go out on a on dates and stuff with each other. Do you remember his scent? Um Stetson, maybe? But I remember like oh seeing my dad and being like, Oh, that's what a man does. He puts a little cologne on before he goes out. So like before like going so out for like Christmas Eve Christmas Eve holiday service, anything that seemed like a remotely special event, I would splash a little cologne on. I love it. But it was probably like a two to three week period where I was like super disciplined with my bedtime routine. Uh, This was post wearing the giant Kenny Rogers shirt. Um, (laughs) But yeah, shower, comb the hair, brush the teeth, clean the ears, cologne, and throw some Old Spice under the pits. And I got to say, I think I slept. I remember sleeping really well at that time. Like, I mean, you're just super clean and and you smell good. And so you just drift off to drift off to sleep. I would, I would That's shower kind of before bed thing. sometimes, but I'm a real sweater, and I'd be outside being gross on the farm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm a morning. I never got I'm ready mostly for a, date a morning shower bed, now. Same. I'm. I'm really weird with hygiene too, because <clears throat> I do sweat quite a bit. Yeah, and you got me that department. Yeah, certainly deodorants. Just I'm very picky with deodorant, and I've gotten to the place where nothing was quite doing the trick, and so. What I have found that does is the women's secret deodorant, lavender. There's no shame in that. When I'm out of deodorant, deodorant, I've been known to steal my wife's just to get through a day. Yeah. You do what you got to do. Old yeah. Spice always, for me, went from smelling okay to just straight body odor. Really? Yeah. So I do, I have women's secret for, you know, the, the areas, and then I do a streak of it down my chest as well. Smart. Yep. <laughs> Smart. Did you guys ever use spray deodorant? I feel like I did for a short time and back in the nineties. I had Some like right a guard. I had like a six month stint with Axe body spray. That's not deodorant. That's oh. body spray. Yeah, that's I never a, used spray deodorant then. That's a middle school what, thing though, to think that that's yeah. deodorant. <laughs> Do not, at least for me, I I will not use anything unless it's the white, like non liquidy deodorant. Yes, I use that that old that right guard or whatever the green colored Old Spice, whatever it is, or like the remember when you twisted it and the little gel stuff came out the holes. Oh, I don't. You don't do the. You don't do the. That makes my armpits so red and painful. Yeah, you don't do the it's the horrible. one where you twist it and it's like a cheese grater and it comes yeah. up through there. You don't mess with that. But no, I, I, just I, use I, the, I used to do that. I it was use horrible. The, the that's like a clear blue stick. That's what I use. Can't do that. Hurts the pits. Mine's I feel got, like if you use the white, just white, it just becomes like powdery, cakey. Nope. nope. For not, me, if you, not if you use Old Spice white. For, for me, Old Spice is never, yeah. 24 hour, 24 hour lasting, baby. Here's my thing, though, and I've been told this by my wife. I'm just not a smelly guy. I would play 
I'd love two to, I'd full love to intramural walk games and, and have college baseball practice. And my wife, I'd be like, "Don't hug me, I smell." And my wife's like, "But you don't. You're not a smelly man. guy." I just got lucky. I would that's, love to walk a mile in your shoes, man. That's a great compliment. I smell like, like the bottom of a dumpster hey, women, after I play sports. <laughs> women, <laughs> not me. Women out there, if you want to make a guy like me feel real good, tell me I'm not smelly. Yeah, I'm honestly, that's that. Tom and I's love language. Yeah. Now, there's times my wife, after a full day coaching, she'll just say, you smell like outside. <laughs> but it's different. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, I married a woman that she has no sense of smell. Hardly at all. Man. Yeah. Living the dream, baby. Yep. You two are meant to be. Meant to be. I was just going to say the same thing. Meant to be. Shout out Steph. Mm. Yeah, I saw, I saw. Steph's the best. We should she, call her. She's I a saw, great guy. I saw. Let's we'll see what she, I never Let's know call what, her. Let's, I, I, never I never know what she's, she's doing. I never know what she's doing. <laughs> what is she doing right now? I, I saw, don't know. Yeah. I saw Steph out mowing the lawn today like a freaking champ. That was my mom. <laughs> mowing your house? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Steph. Another weird fact about me. Sometimes my mother mows my lawn. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thanks, Ped, for outing me. <laughs> hey, my wife mows our yard. Yeah. We have a small yard, but my wife like enjoys it, and I'm like, that's fine. Go for it. She's like, she likes to mow the yard and get some sun. And like I said, we have a tiny yard in town. So, in my defense, oh, Lord, in my defense, you were gone all weekend. My mom had my kids, and I'm sure that they came to get, you know, clothes or whatever the kids were missing when we were gone and my dad saw the lawn was too long for his liking and, and Trude her, just took care of and it Trudy just went out there and took one for the team like a champ Trudy rules yeah. gosh she's she's a gem I can't I can't wait to make her spicy uh, corn salsa this summer I'm just gonna text her that I love her real quick that <laughs> a boy she's do a great it. mom well Tom's being an amazing son um another thing that I still do to this day I love to walk around my apartment and do like old timey radio voices or TV voices I'll just like I'll just stop in the living room and like look like I'm talking to someone and hey what are you saying now yeah what do you do or like they'll <laughs> hey KZZL ninety eight seven the burn love you. do radio voices or I'll just do like stand up routines in my living room like and I'm looking at the TV like they're my audience and like <laughs> and then I'll pause like someone yelled something back at me and I'll react to them and do a you're good for a podcast do a, I'm a weirdo man like. Jennings Liverwurst. Yes. Yeah, so Four to five mothers feed this Liverwurst to their <laughs> yes, babies. That's it. I just love to do old timey voices. How's this one? Hey, guys? what do you see here, pal? <laughs> I love you. I love you, mom. Can you please make me a sandwich before work tomorrow? <laughs> Send it. <laughs> Send it, baby. I didn't say the second part. <laughs> I do this weird thing. Um, I don't know where it started, but I like to push things into my cuticles. Whoa. Like, like like my ear cartilage, I'll so just sit there and push it against my cuticles. You would handle Korean torture Dude, really well. Or, or you um, and I are the same. I sit here and do this all day long. See this little spot on your pants right here? This Oh, I do that I too. I will do this, and I will just push it right into my cuticle, and I don't know why. Dude, me and Burke are the same person. It's like the same person. There's a level of pain that is completely enjoyable. Like, it does hurt a little bit, but I like it. Yeah, I'll just push it like this into my cuticles. Dude, he's a masochist. And I and I do it right here. Yeah, look at my my thumb skin is literally gone, and right here my fingers is gone because I I just got fresh cut fingernails. It's the best time to do it for like two days after cutting them. I sit here with my thumbs and just constantly push on this part of my finger, and then use these fingers to push my thumb all day long. You guys have some weird. Look, I got no got no skin right there in my thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Says says Scabby McGee over there. (laughs) Ted, you and I with like the counting the letters and the cuticles. Dude. We are like simpatico, my guy. I tell you what, there's uh, my favorite radio uh, talk show radio guy always says, 
He says you can't you can't buy chemistry. It's just natural. And the three of us got it, man. C.S. Lewis. The three of us got it. C.S. Lewis once said that friendship is when one soul says to another, "You too." <laughs> and that that's like you and me right now, buddy. Oh man, uh, I got one more thing written down here that I do when I'm. Uh, I still do this too when I'm driving and then listening to music. And like a worship song comes on or a song that like pumps me up comes on. Like while I'm driving, I, I put my mind like I'm in a baseball game, bottom of the ninth. All my friends are at home watching on TV and a bunch of them are at the game. And I come up and hit like the big game winning hit. And I'm like a hero for the day. That's pretty listen, standard. Listen to those songs. Thing, isn't it? I still love yeah. to do it. I think I just feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> self-centered now when I do it. Or if it's a worship song, I'll picture myself in front of a crowd of like 50,000 people leading a <laughs> a worship concert and I, i'm just so sometimes when i'm out it's I, weird i'm similar because sometimes when i'm out for a jog like you get in your brain like you're having a good jog and you get to the last mile and you like all of a sudden you're in the olympics you crush it and it's like i'm visioning myself as a 35 year old man with everyone from back home yes watching as i'm in the olympics yes miraculously winning the the half marathon or marathon yes. or something. And then you're being interviewed afterwards on NBC when, and correct. you know everyone is back at scooters watching, cheering yep. for you. And then you look at your time and it's like, yeah, I really crushed that last mile. It's like 8.02. <laughs> That's my half mile. Yeah. <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> That's I can't think of anymore. I'm sure there's all sorts of things I did back in the day. I had a, I had a brief uh, phase where I decided to only wear tidy whitey spandex for underwear for like two years. Like BVDs under my jeans, I don't like the ones you wear for sporting events. So what changed to go away from? Uh, that? Probably because on hot days the swamp seeps through those more and you smell. I was I was a boxer guy, same as a kid, and then now it's like briefs. I'm briefs. Yeah, boxer briefs, but if but boxers to me is like, hey, you want to wear a pair of gym shorts under your jeans? Like <laughs> no, like why did we wear boxers? I don't know. I wore boxers too. Tom wore gym shorts under gym shorts yeah. for a while. That was my underwear. Yeah, gym shorts under gym shorts. Two pairs of gym shorts. It's <laughs> another weird fact about me. Under Thanks, your Pat. breakaway pants. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, should I stop bringing these things up? No, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I remember you Literally, had short pants. I always had to have. The- not, there were some days I was like, that's kind of cool. Maybe I should do what Tom's doing. <laughs> Yeah, that was like seventh eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I discovered boxer briefs around, I don't know, probably age like thirteen, I was like, "Where have these been? Like, this is great. It's the coverage of boxers without the bunching up and feeling like you're wearing gym shorts." Mm -hmm. And I'm now my my son is four, and he's a. I mean, once in a while he'll throw on a pair of Iron Man or Spider Man tidy whities, but for the most part, he's boxer briefs too. Uh, I'm Tommy John all the way now. Duluth Trading Post for the farm. No Durable, f- long-lasting. No, no free ads, Ped. No, shoot, my bad. I'll take that out. <laughs> I'll take that out. You, any more embarrassing things, Tom, you think you did? There's quite a few, probably. Um, uh, do you guys lick your Q-tips before you put them in your ear? Because I do. No. Uh-uh. See, I thought that was totally normal because that's how my dad taught me to do it. And then I brought that up in college and everybody looked at me like I was a psycho. And I was like... Uh, do you mop the floor with a dry mop? <laughs> so, like, it was like what we always did. We get out of the shower, you pop the Q-tip into your mouth first, then you quickly... You just got to make sure you don't accidentally put the end you just stuck in your ear back in your mouth. You just flip it around to the other yeah. dry one, Gross. pop the dry other dry side in, and honestly, it feels great. It feels like a little... Like, you just mopped your ear out, and it's like... 
my, like nice and squeaky. My clean. ears are always feel like they're wet inside, so they're like pre wetted. I guess you got that moist ear canal. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah, it's. Whew. I've always been jealous of Ped's ear canals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that reminds me. No, you guys haven't borrowed you be, my because yours got destroyed one day at the lake. That's yeah. where the jealousy probably started. Yeah. You guys haven't used my my ear camera yet. Remember, I got that ear camera to clean your ear. I You're going to have Steph do it. I wouldn't be able to do it to myself. Steph was going to irrigate. Yeah, we should have Steph come here. Should for we live episode. podcast an ear irrigation party? Yes, that would be right up my alley. That would be sick. All the stuff that come out my ears. Get the reactions. So sick. It'd be that. Oh, all right. Well, that was exciting. I think I think it's safe to say that we're just a couple of chips off the old block. And, you know, those embarrassing things made us the cool people we are nowadays. 100%. Now today. Uh, you guys want to do some 90s quick hitters here? Yes. Would love to. The movie Mrs. Doubtfire. I've heard of it. I think it's weird. What about it? It's it's a creepy concept that the guy cross-dresses as a woman to spend more time with his kids. Uh, it just creeps. It's creepy to me. I know it's sincere, but. It always felt like. It's this- weird. This ruse would be too hard to pull off. Like, don't they not recognize it's their dad for a while? Exactly. Yeah, they, for most of the movie. I feel like, like just, it, just uh, looking just at his eyes, I would know it was my dad. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, if some guy did that today, they, they'd probably be called, like, insane and get thrown into a hospital or something. I, I don't have a lot of strong opinions about Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I just thought the plot was far-fetched. Yeah. Do, they, do, do him and his wife get back together? Sally Field? Mm, I don't think so. No, she just like allows him to have partial yeah, custody. She realizes like how much he cares, and he gets to be a part of their so, life again. Do you guys get bothered by series or movies that have huge plot holes that aren't that don't make sense? Um, yes and no. I mean, sometimes you you go into it knowing you're going to suspend disbelief. No, I'm and I'm talking like when you're in their world, the the world that they've created, um, that they just have. And you could tell it's just like the writers didn't think about this. Like, for example, I'll use The Office. Mm-hmm. This has made, I've had a lot of friends saying, to tell me, Tommy. I'm ruined, really excited. Tommy, ruined The Office for me now. Is it that Jim Halpert has one nostril bigger than the other? Because once you see that, you never <laughs> unsee it. I have not one nostril that. is now significantly I'm not be able to bigger. Without looking. And every time he does his interview pieces, that's all I can see anymore. But go ahead. So I believe it was season. Three, the end of season three. Okay, Jim is interested in going to New York to um, yep, for a promotion. For promotion for yep. Jan, Jan's job with Karen. Yep, you're yep. right. Season three, right? End of season three, very last episode. I yep. Think. And you know, it goes through the whole thing of him wanting to be with Pam, and yep, you know, him thinking about it in his interview. Where do you see yourself in five years? And then it just cuts to him at the end. Then coming into Pam's interview saying, hey, what are you doing for supper? I want to go on a date. Yep. And she smiles. And it's great. Okay. Two seasons later, Pam decides she wants to go to art school in New York. So they split up Jim and Pam to yep. go to New York. And, and it was this whole narrative like, well, I can't go because I don't want to be there. But why wouldn't... If Pam had that desire ever, why wouldn't she have moved to New York with Jim right there and he take the job? Right? They weren't Ooh. together yet, though. Like, this is they, a great question. Because they weren't even together yet, it seems weird. No, to, they were together when she went to art school. 
but not when Jim interviewed for that job. Oh, but if but I think like you're saying, if she really knew like he's the one, she should go there too and try to. Well, yeah. Be or like, didn't, or, didn't she have to be prodded into going to art school because Pam is so meek and timid? Meek and timid. I think she had to be prodded into going to art school. Like, hey, Pam, you should really do this. Yeah, she I don't always sure. wanted to go, and Roy held her back. And yeah, then, stupid Roy. And Jim encouraged her to do it. But it just seemed to me, for two people that both wanted to be in New York, it seemed odd to me that they were creating a scenario whereby one wouldn't go and one would. Maybe it was kind of like two ships passing in the night. They wanted to go, but at different times, maybe. Now you got me thinking. Hmm. That one's You're so probably. analytical. No, I'm not really. That His is. one nostril is slightly bigger. Now I'm not going to be able to watch it and not see that. <laughs> I gotta look now. Next I time get I see more that. annoyed watching movies where two people are sitting at dinner, and um, you know, like he goes to take a drink of his beverage and it's full, and then the next camera shot it's half empty, and then the camera shot after that it's full again. Yeah, like those There's kind of consistencies. Of I it happens in the movie Little Giants when um, when Becky, Becky O'Shea is talking to her dad at the at the lunch or at the dinner or, excuse me at their kitchen table. She's putting chocolate in her milk, and at one point, it's half the glass is chocolate, like chocolate syrup. And, and then in between these camera cuts, the, the chocolate level just keeps changing up and down. And <laughs> they, I, miss, they miss those things. I should be hired to be on movie sets just to go, you're going to want to fix that. Did you ever see the one in Game of, Did you watch Game of Thrones? There was a Starbucks Starbucks cup, right? cof- coffee, cup of coffee in the back in yeah. the background. Or, whatever. or I'd be great for sports movies, like just dealing with consistency. Like... Hey, in that in that play, he got tackled on the twenty yard line. But when the ref set the ball down, it was the forty. Now, like that doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. Or yeah. he inbounded the pass with three seconds, and then you just showed him throw dribble the length of the court, make four different passes, and still <laughs> get a shot up and a putback. Yeah. There was only three seconds on the clock. Some of these feel like unforced errors yeah. or just self inflicted wounds, like. I'm not telling you to change your sequence of events. Just put 23 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Quit. Don't have it at three. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if there's just not sports people that are making these movies and they just have no idea. I think, I think a lot of the people in charge maybe aren't up to date with their sports. There's um, the, the, the most famous one is probably the Disney Channel movie. I think it's called Double Team. I love that one. The Twins. The Twins. The, she's doing the travel. The final yeah. sequence. She's traveling. Yes. And she's when she first gets the ball, she's like six feet behind the three-point line. Then they cut to another camera angle where she hasn't dribbled yet. Now she's like a foot inside the line. <laughs> There's all these passes. The clock timing makes no sense whatsoever. The defense makes no sense. It was just like people who had never seen a basketball game made a basketball movie. Yeah, you got to look they, it up they, on YouTube. They do need to be better about like consulting with people who actually understand sports to make it look. Re- Maybe they don't care about making it look realistic. Maybe they just want the storyline. But it does bother me. They, and, sports fans know know these things. Yep. Sports fans pick up on these things. I think in the movie Grown Ups, the first one, they do that with the flashback basketball scene where there's way too many seconds on the clock for everything that goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. self inflicted. Yeah. Could easily be fixed. God, what movie was I watching the other day? I know it was on a scene of Stranger Things, and the best player on the basketball team catches the ball, and he like looks at his uh, girlfriend and says something to her about like, "I'm gonna make this shot in the I'm, game." Yeah, like they're down by one with like three seconds ago. He catches the ball, and then like a thirty second scene transpires where he's trying to convince her to like 
hang out with him that night. I'm not shooting it until you hang out with me or something. And then finally she says, okay, I will. And he turns and shoots it and, of course, makes the game-winning shot. That was... But uh, it's so cheesy. No, that was uh, I feel Zac, like the Zac Efron movie. High School Musical? Yes. No. The 17 again. 17 again. There it is. You just yeah. confused Stranger Things with, with 17, 17 again? again? I just watched a... They're, they're doing basketball stuff in Stranger Things, and I thought maybe that was on... Because I'm watching it, that it was it. But it is 17 again. 17 again. I've ne- I didn't play high school basketball, but I went to a lot of games, and nobody on the court had time to talk to me. No. <laughs> and the, and this no, coach ever. just lets the star player do it, because he's the star player, right? It's sports movies are weird where the coaches like in, in high school movies, the coaches will like worship their star player who's like 40 years younger than them. And the star player will like tell the coach what to do. It's 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 odd. Teen Wolf has it's a weird. lot of Teen Wolf has a lot of inconsistency in the basketball scenes. A lot of things that make no sense. Hmm. Like a uh, werewolf playing basketball. That's actually the most <laughs> believable part when you break down like the realism werewolf. of the basketball scenes. <laughs> I, I would agree. I'd be like, we can address the werewolf thing later. That's a that's a lane violation. That guy cannot hang out there for thirty seconds. <laughs> Somebody's calling. That. that was every parent's when I was in high school. That was every parent that came to the game. That was their the thing they loved to scream the most from that the, the ref wasn't watching. That was the a three, three in the key. Three seconds. Three, seconds. Yeah, three in it, the lane. What's three in the key? That's not even a thing, right? Uh, three in the yeah. So I think it's just another term, maybe for the lane. So yeah. the defense, the the maybe I'm just sorry, screwing up the nomenclature. The offense, they don't do defensive three seconds in high school. They do it in, in not even college. They do it in the pros. But uh, offensive three seconds is just you standing inside the paint for without the ball. Without if you the, have the ball, if you, you have can the be ball, there. You're fine. Okay. But you have to have at least you can have one foot in the paint at all times. But you have to you can't have two feet in the paint. You have to get out of the lane. Definitely. Uh, I, in a, when we were seniors, we were playing at Aurelia and I got an offensive rebound and got like quadruple teamed and everyone was hacking and stuff. And I was just trying to rip the ball out of there and look for someone. I was probably in there a good six seconds with the ball and they never called three seconds. And finally, I just smashed into a guy LeBron style and shot it and they gave me the foul call and Aurelia. I just remember Aurelia's fan base was real hot after that. I have a feeling you on the basketball court was just throwing elbows and knees and pulling people's jerseys and like but i did it creatively where the refs never saw it head got away with a lot did he that was dirty i have I, yeah that's what i say like that's what i would assume about you i, I had a front row seat for all of pet shenanigans <laughs> every team year. needs a garbage guy and i was gladly took you were that the role. draymond green of your just, <laughs> yes, were, you, were you baiting other guys into getting fouls like frustration fouls no, all the time talk smack to them when you'd, you'd uh do a spin move you'd accidentally Hit him in the midsection on the way around on a spin move. You know what I mean? It's guys <laughs> like you. I I would not go in the paint. I'm just gonna sit outside Steve Kerr style and just shoot threes. Just run three point line to three point line. Yeah, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, prison, we had this prison rules basketball. <laughs> we had a fun moment in our last our last high school game ever together, Tom. We did. <laughs> did you ever get teched? Oh yeah, a couple times. Yep. Did, did, you ever, did you ever interact with the crowd? Like, did you ever say anything to him and feed off yes. that? I gave Newell Fonda's student section a throat cut sign once. We, we had just sealed. <laughs> Ped, I have a feeling if you played for me, I would have had to discipline you at some point. We would have had our run. But as much as I did that, I was still I was still like, uh, let's, get, let's get the guys going. Rally so guy. We hit team a player. Shot. We hit a shot to beat Newell at Newell. Um, and, I mean, it was like the shot we hit, like it was like we're up three with, I don't know, there's. 
I don't know how much time was left, but it wasn't much time. We made a shot before they fouled, and we went up five with like seven seconds to play. And as we're running back down, I'm me and Petter high five, and then he runs up to the student section, and double throw cuts. <laughs> that gets you like ejected from a game. Oh, hey. it was fine. The ref didn't see it. They didn't, oh, probably know. did. They let more go back then. Yeah, it's true. You got to let the guys have some fun. That's not fun. <laughs> no, because they all wanted to kill me. They yeah. were not happy, and I loved it. Loved every second of it. Actually, if you played for me, I probably would have just had some heart to hearts about like where the line is yeah. and where it goes from motivating our guys to embarrassing our team and like just toe the line. Yes. Don't don't cross it. Don't embarrass yeah. us. But yeah. Oh, man. The good old days. Uh, how about Zima? Do you guys remember Zima? I, I do. I mean, we never drank I, them, but I just remember the commercials. I just remember the commercials. Remember all like in college, the jokes about Zima? And stuff. I get, still make jokes about like I'll bring the Zima. Yeah. Somebody in my family group chat, my cousin group chat, somebody, my brother made a I'll bring the Zima joke, and then I posted a picture of the bubblelicious bubble jug, the jug of gum dust. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I said I'll bring a couple gallons of this stuff. <laughs> yes. And it says like shake and chug on the side of the jug. Like who who had the idea of like you know what kids want to do? Chug gum dust. That's disgusting. <laughs> It's truly disgusting. If you don't remember Bubblicious, the bubble jug, Google it on your phone right now, and, and you'll ask yourself, who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? Tom, did we torch the sandwiches? How are the Sammies? They are looking gorgeous. They're still oh, thank in. Thank goodness. Thank what is that oven set on? We? 120? Yeah. Got, They've been it, in there for 25 I to 40 it, minutes. I put it at 150. It's basically, Slow burn. It's basically like us sitting in a sauna in there. It's mm-hmm. the equivalent of like taking that sandwich and just sticking it in your armpit for an hour. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like heating it up that way. <laughs> uh, the last 90s quick hitter I want to get to here before we close out. How awesome when they first came out was the anti-skip Discman. Never worked. No, yeah, I was going to say, it was a little bit Never of bait worked. and switch. Because I, I remember being like, yes, I got my anti-skip Disman. And then I'd set it on my lap while I was mowing the yard, and it definitely skipping. skipped. Yeah. Or, or you try to ride, let's do it on the bus. Yep. Which buses are tough. notoriously not smooth rides, and it was skip. And you're like, this is this is ridiculous. In the words of Lionel Hutz, this is the greatest case of bait and switch since the never-ending story. <laughs> oh, Lionel. That guy was before, he was, he was, he was a wizard. Man, I, t- I would bring a blanket uh, for school sporting events and like f- like fold it in between my blanket like I was making a Discman sandwich and hope that Oh, it a little cocoon? Yeah, and it helped some, but yeah, anti-skip was just a, just a ploy to get more sales. Yep. Yes, it was a ploy by Big CD. Yeah. Pretty it's sure I was an listening. Industry, an industry that'll never go away. Pretty sure I listened <laughs> to Who Let the Dogs Out 1,400 straight times on an anti-skip. I was going to ask if that's what you listened to. Yep. <laughs> and I ha- I remember getting the earphones that instead of the thing going up here, it wrapped around and came down. Oh yeah, yeah that the was back big. of your head. That was the, yeah. the those cool. were comfortable. That's what Behind the, cool the ears, kids were doing. Yep. yep, that was that was all the rage, man. I was listening to my burnt CDs. I feel like I had a topic that I wanted to throw out. Do you guys have any ta- like hidden talents? Oh my gosh, what do you got for hidden talents? No, oh. I. I- I never grew up with any hobbies, really. I think you might have a hidden talent. Maybe. I haven't found it yet. It's hidden really well. You can't, like, juggle or anything? Or, like, my wife can solve Rubik's Cubes really fast. I'm an amazing chugger. Your wife can do what? Solve Rubik's Cubes really fast. Seriously? Yes. 
really fast. My lifetime chugging winning percentage is probably about 981. What is this? Ch- chugging any liquid. You don't just, get a stomachache? I just open the throat and let it roll. Like the end of the man show back in the day. And that guy would... Ziggy zaggy, ziggy yeah, zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. I could just absolutely slam him. Really? Oh, yeah. Me and Tom's brother. What is yeah. it? When when does this come in handy? You just like is it like a party trick? Uh, and so we would <laughs> just just retell that story. You you could just chug any liquid. Yeah, any liquid, and we like guys at college parties wouldn't believe, and I do it, and go get a bottle of water out of your fridge right have to now pay and up. chug it. I want to see it. Put well, up like or shut up. Like while we're recording. Yeah, put All up right. or shut up. I want to see this. I could do this. He, he goes fast. It's fast. It's water it? bottle. Yeah. Is it the greatest? Water, yeah, water bottles. Small opening. Yeah, and then you need a glass. you need a place where the air releases. Okay, yeah. okay. I have no idea how to do this. This this just watching them is going to make my tummy hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. Adam is filling up a large blue glass with water. He's doing Point tap water. Whatever you whatever you need. It can't be just a mouthful. Okay, that is that's a lot of water. What is that? Twenty ounces? That's more than sixteen point whatever these. That's are. twenty ounces. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'd say it's twenty to twenty-two. This out. is riveting radio. <laughs> Bottoms up, boys. When's the last time you did this? I don't know. A week ago, maybe. <laughs> I'm like scared. Wow, this is it's going. This guy's chugging twenty ounces of water, and it's done. That's good. <laughs> that this, doesn't hurt. That was kind of slow. That, that doesn't was, hurt. That though? was pretty slow, actually. Yeah. I'm a, What's that? That one guy at the end of the man show. Could just do it tall, like a, was a big like opening. a gulp. Yes, he did perfect, it like one gulp. The perfect gulp. cup has an opening like the size of the bottom of this one. The perfect cup. Yeah, it was too big of an opening, but is there an amount that you could chug where it would make your stomach hurt? I mean, I did forty ounces amount. in college and always was good. Did you ever do the milk jug in an hour challenge? Drink a gallon of milk in uh, an hour. Impossible. I did that with the kids on. I don't like milk. It's not impossible. People can do it. My friend Aaron Heisler did it in high school, and he was 20 seconds away. He had already had it done. He was 20 seconds away from the hour mark, and our friend Zach punched him in the stomach, and he threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed in that performance. I gotta uh, do one. You're going to do it again? I'm ashamed. The, uh, so I did that. This was a poor. This, is the side this would never fly today, but like I was an That's R- a brandy snifter. I was an RA my my sophomore year, and at one of our hall events was the gallon challenge of milk. Yeah, and so there's probably I don't know fifteen or twenty kids that tried it, and we did it out in the courtyard of uh, of. It's old. a gallon of milk in one hour, right? That's I the thing. I forget if it's an hour or if it's thirty minutes. I don't know. It's an hour. It's, it's an, an hour. Okay, it's an hour. And yeah, I would say the closest anyone got. I think someone got got it all down, and then. Within, within minutes, they were throwing up. Yeah. I don't even know what the play is there to just Milk try to really slow, slowly nurse it over I, the hour or just try to chug. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what. Yeah, our friend there. Aaron was like 20 seconds away. I don't know if this is going to affect it down here. Okay. Adam's going to do this again. I've never done this before. Stomach's kind of full right now, but there's room. Okay. Here he goes. He started... He is it's going slowly again. He's guzzling it down his gullet, and it's gone. You rusty, big guy? I don't got it. You rusty. That, well, my day's we'll, ruined. We'll just edit it and tell everybody that it was super fast. Yeah. No. <laughs> I got to know. I got to find right, the right hey, here's glass. The, here's, the edited, here's my edited comment. And break. 
Holy cow! Look at that! That was like one second. Tom. That was so fast. He did it like one second. <laughs> one point four. That was a that was a Culligan jug of water. Yeah. In in one point four seconds. I never lost a chugging contest in high school, and one time our buddy went back for seconds. And it was the day where we had a meal where you had chunks of turkey and then mashed potatoes and gravy oh, mixed no. together over a biscuit. Oh, no. And so he went back for seconds, and I put chunks of biscuit and turkey at the bottom of his milk glass. And when he came back, I started talking. And so I knew he'd take the bait. Uh-huh. And so I was talking smack to him. I was like, there's no way that you could. There's, you, you wouldn't even get close to me. I bet I could finish my glass of water before you're halfway done with your milk. And so he took the bait, and we started chugging. I finished mine, and he was still going, and right when I finished mine was right when the chunks were starting to go into his mouth, and all of a sudden his eyes get big, and he just spits everything straight uh-huh. back out, and he starts <laughs> choking. This is at school lunch? Oh, yeah. Everyone's just dying laughing. Great prank. The teacher in me is like, these stinking kids, now we got to clean this crap up. That was a great prank. I don't... I don't... I'm not interested in any sort of talents that involve endurance for my body. Like, oh, I can eat... The spiciest food, like I ate, I did the blazing wing challenge, or yeah, I ate forty pancakes once. Like <laughs> I don't want to put my body through things to achieve things. Does that make sense? I'm not saying like I I, I will not lift weights to get better at sports. I'm talking like food and endurance. I'm not interested in. I used to be pretty interested in endurance, um, and then kids for food. Oh no, endurance like. Athletics. Yeah, you were a runner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've fallen way off the wagon just with, I guess, I I, I, I just fallen off the wagon. I'm not going to give an excuse because yeah. excuses are just that. But, yeah. I, but I liked to, to see, like, what my body could do. And I was into that. Wise, I was but. into that for, like, three months in college when I got into running for, like, three months. Um, I was out riding my motorcycle the other day, and nothing gives me more joy than passing a bicyclist on my motorcycle. Because <laughs> I want to just, I just want to holler at him, like, you know, they make these things with engines. <laughs> yeah. You don't got to do it, my guy. Yeah. Like, but I know what they're thinking is, well, I'm going to live longer than you because I'm exercising, and you're just riding a motorcycle. But yeah. it always feels good just to just to pass them on the highway and be like, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my shorts, buddy. <laughs> Eat <I've-> me. <laughs> I've gotten into biking a little bit. Say a pal. <laughs> biking. Wow. <laughs> wow. Andy <laughs> Dufresne. I Gosh, can't do Tom, I know you have like a, you. I know you have a talent. I just I don't think I have any talent. My talents are my I, I'm Heck a very how's a hidden talent. I'm a very what you see is what you get person, I guess. You've never seen Tom peruse a legal contract. Yes. True. Yes. You can't juggle anything. You can't I, I can juggle. I That's a talent. If, I don't know if it's as hidden. I mean, I can juggle. Wanna watch me yeah, juggle? but there's not very many people on Earth that can juggle. Well, okay. Well, while Tom I'll looks for, juggle. just don't juggle my glasses. You got any nectarines? Well, we gotta make this hard for me, Pat. I think juggle those, juggle. juggle those Philly sandwiches. Juggle oh, juggle the Sammies. There we go. Well, Tom is juggling Philly cheesesteaks. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Yes. Okay. I get. I don't have to eat the one he drops. Okay, Tom is juggling these Philly cheesesteaks. Tom he can did actually it. juggle. He did it. Yeah. Are they yeah. hot? Was it like a hot potato it situation? Was, hot. Gosh, you're 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 just awesome. What I'd it, say one of my hot. talents is uh, my athleticism and my endurance for being a large fella. You pretty fleet of foot. There's a talent. He's pretty fast. In high school, in high school, I could run good. 
That was the anchor of the Weightman 4x1. Big timer. Got to break the tape eight times. No big deal. Eight no over two years. <laughs> and how many points did that net your team? Big ol' zero. <laughs> the Weightman 4x1. Big ol' zero. Did you use a hot dog for the baton? I heard that's like a joke sometime. <laughs> I heard that's a joke. At some track meets, they'll use a hot dog for the baton. Quarter pounder all beef. We never did. Yeah. One time I didn't get going off my mark uh, fast enough, though, and the guy handed the baton to me, put his track spikes right in my Achilles, bleeding everywhere as I crossed the line. Yikes. I bet, I Tom's bet. over in the corner going, yeah. that's going to be a beautiful scam. <laughs> <That's what I was, laughs> Tom's just rubbing his hands together like a little raccoon. <laughs> I can't wait for that scam. I'm was, so glad that that's my friend so I can ask say that. scam. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. Oh, Tom's probably kept a little journal every time somebody got a sports injury. He's like, got to check back in with them in about two and a half days. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see what that scab looks eight, like. Eight fourteen, eight fourteen at school the next morning. Tom comes up to my locker. Hey man, how's the uh, scab harvest coming? How's the crop? Letter. Do you guys try to make like awkward conversations? <laughs> you, just, yeah. just eyeballing you. Uh, hey, Pev. <laughs> you, you played, you played really well the other night. Oh. <laughs> You guys remember those bug displays that we did in middle school? Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Have to do those? What's a bug display? So, like, in science class, Where you take the little pin and you yes. pin the bugs to the... Yeah, and you label the bug and everything. God, those bug catchers were sick. Like Silence of the Lambs? I never, no, I was, I never was quite... Silence of the Lambs. I wouldn't say that um, I've had dreams about doing that with scabs, but I won't say that I You should. Wouldn't. Yeah, imagine no, imagine no. if you play, slow played one and you got, like, a golf ball-sized scab. That would be amazing. Yeah. This man is a pillar of our community. He cannot be the scab man. That's <laughs> freaking weird. I will. I will be the scab person. That's fine. Oh, we so when the I parents in, and I, we at the baseball tournament, we were sitting around a circle talking. To, like we were all talking about it like, about scabs just this weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah. Another friend of Tom and I's. Uh, this was like ten years ago. He was. He's. A, he loves. He loves himself a good scab too. And uh, wow. I was I, have I was, wandered into a weird place. <laughs> I was bringing yeah. it up once, and and I go, I go, do you like ask other people for theirs? You seem to really like them. And he got all mad. He's like, yeah, you want me to just go over and ask the neighbor if he can give me an envelope full of scabs and keep collecting his scabs? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was a fun conversation. Seriously.